Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is event writing, part one, preparation. So we'll get into what event writing is, um, uh, if you don't already know. But before that, just like every week, we're going to talk about our writing weeks. So Holly, go ahead. I had a a really good week, Um, in spite of some things that, that got a little crazy. Uh, I got 6,075 words on the Ohio novel. Yay. Yeah. Um, I did not have a Dead Man's Party chapter this week because I finished it last week. So uh, this week I just wrote uh, the last lesson for how to write a novel, uh, which was the bonus lesson, or which was um, streamlining your writing process and how to take all of those lessons, the 38 lessons in the class, and strip down in your next novel to the processes you use, and then just have the other ones as backups, and how to adapt and kind of roll with um, whatever problem you're having with the novel to get the most out of reusing the class. Um, Oh, and yeah, and uh, we also had the bonus vote came through and the big bonus for the class, which everybody got to vote on, uh, came out with uh, interweaving multiple story threads in big complex novels, which is when you have <laughs> uh, a number of different point of view characters and they each have one or two separate stories going on and how you work all of those different people and stories back and forth and, and how you plan that so that you don't lose track of your timeline and you don't lose track of who's where and you don't lose track of what has to happen next. And I think that's going to be a really fun bonus to build. And the, I, I also came up last week with the Summer of Fiction Writing and uh, we are setting up for that. That now has its own board on the forums and people are starting to head in and post their um, uh, what their goals and, or just, you know, just kind of generally think through. Nobody has their official goals set up yet because that's going to be a separate thread. But right now people are just kind of brainstorming what they could do for it. And it's a three-month event and it's going to have um, how to write a novel at the old price, not at the new price for the finished class. It's going to be at the old price for the unfinished class for the month of June just so people can, if you know, if they want to do that. You can't, you can't do... Um, the how to write a novel class in the three months of uh, summer of fiction writing uh, because it's a nine, eight, eight or nine month class. It's 38 <laughs> lessons plus, a, yeah, you know, um, 38 lessons plus a bonus. So it goes on for a while and that's one lesson a week. But uh, you can get a lot done in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, so um, if you're interested, go to summerfiction.com. All the links are there. All the information is there. And it shows you exactly what, you know, mom has laid out, all the different kind of ideas. 
Um, the fact that we're also, even though the forums is no kids allowed, we do, uh, we are going to have some prompts and stuff for yeah. people with kids. Well, not only that, I am putting together a PDF um, worksheet set for uh, younger writers who are, uh, it, it's going to be how, how to build a superhero and um, show not just how to come up with the idea for the superhero, but how to come up with the idea for the villains that the superhero stands up against. And I came up with a really cool idea for my own little hero for my demo. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to be one of those things that uh, folks who have kids at home for the summer uh, can download and print off for them. That's really cool. Yeah, just as a, you know, because, hey, mom's writing or dad's writing. Uh, you want to do something cool, you can do this. You can, you can you know, start writing now and give them a chance to, to learn some, some genuine fiction techniques, but at a kid level. Yeah, and have fun building your own characters and stuff. Exactly. And, and if they've already shown that they like writing. But, yeah, I mean, I, I know that as long as it's not your version of how to build a world, although you should probably also put that up <laughs> on there. My, my punishment from the summer, oh, it's I was not like bad. 14. You should still put that up there. You should still offer that to people. I think I still have that. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah. Or I do. One of us does because I found it. I know I have a copy of it. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll put that up there mm-hmm. in some of our fiction too. Because that's, that's when you learn that you never tell your mom you get bored, that you're bored. <laughs> Is she then makes forces you to work with your brother to build a community, and <laughs> and and then she's surprised when we literally we ended up killing each other. We ended up making each other like literal tombstones, and in in this society we killed each other. <laughs> yeah, and she she was not happy with that. She didn't like the tombstones. No, I did not think that was amusing. <laughs> yeah, we loved it. <laughs> And the last thing that I did this week was I reinstituted something on my blog that has not been there for years because I have not been writing fiction regularly because of all of the stuff that's been going on. Uh, I have brought back the Friday snippet, which is where I take a cool piece from my fiction, some from, from just one of the scenes, just a little part of it that I think is really cool from what I have written that week, and I put it up on my blog on Friday. So that is now there, and if you, you can go in and just search for Friday Snippet, and you can find that there's a really long gap, but, but yeah. we're back. <laughs> That's really cool. That's got to feel exciting, too, to have something that you're that excited about to share that you're like, oh, my God, I have to bring this back. Yes. So um, is that, was that your week? That was my week. It was a pretty decent week. I did, okay, Oh, cool. yeah, I, I got uh, Cadence Drake up. Um, war paint. I'm still having trouble getting the cover to the right size for uh, Amazon, but Katie is now back and wide. So, you know. Yeah. Now this is the blackout cover, yeah. but you're gonna just kind of leave it there and see if it does well. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. it's the blackout cover with Katie on it. Yeah. 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 So that that was part of my week was was changing Katie to to look like that too. Yeah. So. Oh, that was pretty cool. That was fun. Um, my week, I am happy because I got writing done every single day. I got a scene done every single day. I got a lesson done every single day. <laughs> I would go in. I would hit. And I have changed my um, 
my routine a little bit. And even mom was like, on Friday, she's like, can I ask you a question? Why do you put the writing last? And I know for her brain, it's writing first. And I've tried it too. And it it's okay. But the problem is, I'm always like, okay, well, I will forget help desk for a while. And then I have to rush back and be like, oh my god, I forgot to do help desk. Or I will forget to do something else because for for me just the first few minutes after I do the morning routine whereas I feed all of the animals I grab my coffee you know I use the bathroom that sort of stuff (laughs) then I I like to sit down I like to check my personal emails and get the inbox as close to zero as I could possibly can so I know nothing in there is of any import I like to do help desk as soon as I can so that I get all of that out of the way and we know immediately if there's any problem that has arisen and then I like to get my planning done so I remember all of the different things that I need to do that particular day because for some reason I don't like to do it before I go to bed at night uh-huh. I don't know I'll I'll put some to-dos down so I don't forget them but I prefer to just look at the day afresh and then put down what my goals are okay. and then after that I do like a real quick two to five minute meditation where I think of the story and I think of the last scene and I think of who I want to be in the next scene and I just let my muse kind of run with it. And so far that has given me the next scene the last two times when I didn't have any plans. And I got a really cool scene uh, from the daughter's perspective, which I was not expecting. I thought that this was going to be just the two main characters' perspective, maybe throwing a ghost every now and then. But it's opening up. So um, I also, I think it was Monday, that was the anniversary of a, friend's, a friend of ours who died. And, uh, and yours too, remember? Mm-hmm. I, I told you about who it was. Yeah. And... Um, it, it, he used to be in mom's writers meetings and he was a big part of uh, Mark in my life. But well, more my life because we connect reconnected on Facebook like many, many, many years ago. And um, he died and it was really, really rough on me because I felt like I knew he had so much more that he wanted to accomplish. You know, he was going to school. And that was such a big thing for him because he had never finished school. And that was, he he had made it a point and told everybody how important it was for him to, you know, finally, after decades, go back to school and get his degree. And, um, and he was retired and everything. And he just, it, it was, it was, he, he didn't get to do that. And he didn't get to write more. And I know he had a lot more stories to tell and it just yeah. sucks. So... I found the perfect character in Fulton Hills to put him in. So he will always be this this character in Fulton Hills and um, fits his personality. <laughs> and it, yeah, I just, I was wondering where I could put him in Fulton Hills. And when it was that character, when that character popped up, it was like, oh my God. It's it, well, it was, like, oh. practically built for him. Oh, my God, that's so cool. Even with his little weird mustache that he liked. And <laughs> oh. every, everything, everything fits. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That yeah, is so cool. Yeah, it was so just awesome. Cool. Yeah. 
So that was my week. I don't know how many words I got. It was over a thousand um, every day. It was, you know, a couple of days, it was like 1500. Mm -hmm. It was a really, really, really good week. I got a lot of really important scenes done. Friday was hard because um, it was almost just one of those sinking days where it was, it was just mentally very draining. And the topic of that scene was not conducive to getting much better but <laughs> I still got it done nice and that made me feel really good so let's get to today's topic and it is event writing part one preparation before we get into that why don't you explain what we mean by event writing just for anybody who maybe they don't understand what that that term refers to okay um, there are a lot of sites uh, that set up events to encourage writers to set goals and then get writing done. Um, Summer of Writing Fiction on hollyswritingclasses.com is certainly one of these. But, you know, the big ones are NaNoWriMo, NaNoWriMo, I'm never yeah, sure. Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Well, because it's National Novel Writing Month. Yeah. So it would be Na- NaNoWriMo. Okay. Um, Three-day <laughs> novel. Uh, there are others. There are lots of places that have events. And when there are a lot of people who start into an event and then because they don't do it well, they get frustrated, they get, um, they feel like they failed. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that with any event that you participate in. So I thought it would be, well, actually this was kind of a joint thing we came up with, that it would be this great idea to just kind of help people, you know, get the most out of any writing event that you decide to participate in. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had kind of thought, well, you know, we, we should put out some stuff for NaNoWriMo to help people with NaNoWriMo. And, yeah, oh, by the way, three-day novel. Well, that, that part was, but then you thought, <clears throat> well, why don't we really go into this and, and make it, you know, really helpful. Yeah, and it's and, really harder. Yeah, and and you had already come up with the summer of fiction writing. Yeah. So it was like, oh my God, we can even that way people can can sort of do all three actually if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But um, you'll have these these goals laid out basically. You can find out what your your personal goal is. And then Orimo, I know they say fifty thousand words, but. Um, well, I, I guess we'll get into that yeah. because I've had experiences with NaNoWriMo. I've had experiences with the three-day novel, and I'm just I'm very excited to kind of get into this. Yeah. Well, there was a period where NaNoWriMo, the entire NaNoWriMo process for me was just uh, part of a day's work because I was doing that word count or more every single day seven days a week actually no you had a lot more oh, yeah, i had a lot there more. were there were because the nanowrimo's basic very basic um word count if i can remember correctly is 1669 i think so yeah. and yeah that's like half of what you were doing yeah on certain days and if if and and worse yeah and yeah <laughs> at the very worst i was doing ten thousand words a day but um which is what the three-day novel kind of it's, it's a little bit more than that, mm-hmm. but it's only for three days, so. Right, right. And yeah. um, what I'm doing now turns out to be about 2,000 words a day, but it's only three days a week. Uh, yeah. Because I'm, you know, prepping for something else on Mondays now. I have a Monday that's, 
that's blank and I've got to use it for specific event prep for the next two weeks. But then after that, that Monday is going to become uh, my Emerald Sunday. Nice. Yeah. It's it's neat to have all the, and like Tuesday is your marketing day. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is your Ohio day. Yes. So that's nice. Yes. Yeah. So when it comes to event writing, what you're, you're talking about people kind of failing and not feeling like they made it. How do you go into event writing? Okay. Um, first off, step one, and there are five steps to this. So we're going to, uh, I'm going to read out the step, and then you and I are going to bounce things back and forth. Um, step one is identify why you want to do any particular event the specific event. Why do you want to do that event? Because there are a lot of events available, a lot of possibilities. Why that one? Um, so let's let's look a little bit at why you, you have done some events. Yeah. Okay. So when for my, and I can tell you right off the bat already, um, <laughs> my failures for NaNoWriMo were because I didn't actually have a why. <laughs> the two times that I succeeded, the two or three times that I succeeded, it was because I wanted to, I was excited. I really wanted to do the writing every day. I wanted to, I knew that I probably wouldn't finish my book at 50,000 words because that's the goal that NaNoWriMo gives you. Mm-hmm. But I was also working 80 hour weeks. This was, um, when Tony and I were working the same job at the uh, travel club that turned out to be a scam. And um, we, so I I was trying to make sure I found time to write. So I was excited. I wanted to finish the 50,000 words because even though I knew it wasn't going to be a finished novel, it was going to be at the time half of what I had planned. Because again, you got to think this was uh, 13 years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And then again, 12 and 10 years ago. So you're looking at, it's been a while. Right. (laughs) And at the time, indie was not so strong. Right. So I was still looking at Trab Pub. And so my why was pretty clear there. My why with the three-day novel, which was here the first time I ever did it, I think it was 2009. It wasn't even to get published. It was just for the thrill of it. (laughs) At the time, I was working on Etsy, so it was, again, probably 80, 100 hours a week, because literally, I would just sit making jewelry, or sit taking pictures, or sit doing, you know, anything I could, any moment of the day that I was awake, I was, I was working. You guys were scrambling. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, at least with that, I got to sit next to Tony, and we'd watch TV or something, you know, that he wanted to do, and I got to spend the time with him. But, um, sorry guys, my cat. Um, But I, it was just for the thrill of it. I could take three days off. It was going to be, it's always the same weekend in September. Um, And you just write. It, it was like this this thrill in my mind of, of just three days. And actually, the first time I did it was not, that's right, that's right, it was not here. It was um, when I was working still at that, that scam travel club. And it was still for the thrill of it because my friend was like, yeah, you can come and stay with me. So I got to drive all the way up to, I think it was Orlando, 
and stay at basically what was like a little resort. Her, her home was, she, you know, she would um, take me out to eat or she would make me little things to eat or she just left me alone but for the majority that. of the time. I remember yeah. when you did that. Yep, yep. And I just sat and I wrote and I wrote and I, it was just, if you haven't done the three-day novel, I would suggest you give it a try because the first novel I came out with, I think it was 60,000 words which is, or it was 55,000 words. The second one ended up being about 50, and the third one ended up being around the same, somewhere in between, I don't remember. But it's a lot of fucking words to write in three days. (laughs) You can have it all plotted out and everything, but you definitely have to have your why. And you definitely have to find a way to make it special to you if you're going to do the three-day novel, because it's a big, big undertaking. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I have, I have come close to those word counts, but well, I have, I have gone over those word counts on occasion. If you're, if you're looking at 10,000 words a day, um, but I, that's, I, to me, that does not sound fun, but. Well, it is fun if you have a full-time job. Yeah. And this is, this is what I'm saying. This is, you have to have your why. You have to have a why. Exactly. The three-day novel now, I, I tried it, I think, two years ago, and I realized, I don't want to do this. I'm writing all the time. There's no need for me. It's not fun anymore. Right. The, the why for me with that, the why for me with Nano was because I had 80-hour jobs a week. I had high grueling jobs and it was giving me this this repetitive bit of fun this this you know habit of fun with nano or with three day it was giving me this time off to create and it was giving me three days and it was giving me this 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 kind of log cabin locked in feel you know it was like i am escaping to create and tony left me alone for the one that i did here for the one the very first one i did i went to my friend's house in orlando i was alone the majority of the time she forced me to go out to dinner with her you know i was like no i gotta write she's like no you get you you gotta eat but (laughs) it was it was amazing it was it was just because i had this other job because I didn't take enough time for myself. It was a vacation, but at the same time, it was it was intense. And you really, really lock yourself into the world when you're doing 15, 20, 25,000 words a day. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I'm I remember you texting me. There. Yeah, you told me, like, every hour take, like, 10 minutes just to stretch and walk and stuff. And I definitely had to do that because... Oh, you get so sore. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I'm saying you have to have your why. And that was my why. That was an easy why. Because I wanted to write and I wasn't making the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, and that is a perfect reason for doing an event is because you are locked into some other part of your life where you need a way to create a formal box into which you can put your creativity and say, no, damn it, this is my, this is my creativity box and I get to have this. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um. <laughs> there are other whys. I totally get that there are other whys. It's just mm-hmm. those were mine. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of whys for doing it. Sometimes, uh, for me, events were a chance to 
get to meet some new people because I was already doing the writing and yeah. it was just, well, you know, <laughs> I need to talk to some writers. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's just a way to, to find other people like you and hang out and talk about your word count and talk about your story and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the whole talk shop thing. Um, you know, that Matt and I do that some now, but, uh, there have been long periods of time where he did not want to talk about writing and I didn't have anybody else to talk to. So yeah, we didn't use to talk about writing. No, but yeah, me, me and you, we just, we just, we didn't get so in depth as we do now. Like I would, I would call and ask you a couple of questions, but I wasn't. I, I was we weren't talking about it as much as we started talking about it once we had Zoom. Right. Yeah, Zoom was a breakthrough for us. Yeah. Um and I am so grateful for it because seriously, that was what what fueled the idea for this podcast was yep. Becky was trying to talk me into a podcast and I'd done one before and I had listened to myself and I got tired of my own damn voice. And I was going, no, no. And I kept turning her down. No. She said, well, I'll produce it for you. I was like, no, no, I don't. I've already done this once. I know that I won't stick with it. I can't do this. And then we were just sitting and talking about writing. And I thought, God damn it. That's the show. Yeah, because we do this every Sunday anyway. Yes. We'll talk about our lives, but we always end up talking about writing and what, what we're both doing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so... You have to, a lot of people's whys might be just so that they can write with other writers. Yeah. Yeah. And, or just see the, if you can have a little formal structure in which you do a certain number of words a day. If you can mm -hmm. build a process or there are a bunch of different reasons and everybody's reason is going to be somewhat different because it's going to be your reason, but you yeah, have you to just know. just have to find it. Yeah. You, you have to know your reason. And that takes us to step two. Once you have your why, why do I want to do this specific event? Then you set out in writing exactly what you want to accomplish in specific, achievable, reasonable goals, clearly defined, and with definite stop points. And we need to go over each of those specifics. A specific goal is something like, well, I'm going to get 1,600 words a day, or I am going to write each day of the event, or um, I am going to each day plan a part of the project that I want to do, or specific. You can, you can write it down. It's a thing that you can look at, and when you've done it, you can say, that's done. It has a, a clear beginning and a clear end, and you know when you have done it that it is done. Yeah, one of the cooler things about NaNoWriMo is when they started putting the graphs in and the little bar, the progress bar, mm -hmm. because then it's like this little present for yourself that you put in the numbers, and you see, you see your numbers, you see the average numbers of the other contestants and stuff, and it's just, it's it's a cool little thing. Yeah. I prefer the the app that I use on a daily basis. Is that Scrivener? Your Scrivener no. word counter? No. No. I didn't realize Scrivener had one. Oh, yeah. I am using, it's called Writometer, like Write-O-Meter. And it it's not, you know, like in hugely in-depth or anything, but it does, it gives you a little writing chart where it shows you... Nice. Um, 
yeah, what, what kind of words. It gives you a little graph. It gives you, and it keeps track of your words. And I get to enter that in every single day that I write. And it's just, it's, it's like, I don't know. I get, I carry it with me. It's on my phone. It's, it's just, it's awesome. That's, you know, yeah. and it, it gives you a roughly an average of your word count, a an hour, that sort of thing. That's so. a lot more in depth than what I'm using. I am using the Scrivener built-in Scrivener thing. And I don't know, I, I think both the Mac and the Windows versions have it. I have the Mac version. Um, and it lets you set your overall goal. It lets you set your daily word goal. And it lets you set your deadline so that mm-hmm. you can yeah. see yourself rolling towards your deadline. And the screenshots that I have up on my blog uh, for each of the days with my writing, uh, are that's just my screenshot of the Scrivener thing. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, this one this one gives you a deadline too, and it also tells you at this pace you will reach your goal at such and such date. So you know if, oh, crap, you know, I need to pick it up a little bit, or, man, I'm flying, <laughs> I'll, I'll beat that deadline. Yes. You know what was really cool is that for Dead Man's Party, I finished the thing on the day, on the deadline. I had planned That's crazy. it months ahead. I've been writing the course. I have been writing. I was not late with a single lesson, and I was not late with a single chapter. I hit the deadline on the deadline and finished the book and wrote the end on my deadline day. Nice. That was so cool. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> so what's the next, the next part? Okay, the next part is it has to be achievable. And mm. this, if you are new, is a tough thing to guess. Because if you have never written 1,600 words a day, you don't know that you can. So you have to be a little flexible there. If you decide you're going to do NaNoWriMo, NaNoWriMo, um, you, you have to look at that and say, okay, well, I don't yet know if I can write that many words a day. So I can try, but let me give myself a fallback number, um, like 300 yeah. Okay. Where if you are sitting and you get that, that's going to be, and then you can't think of anything else, you will still have a number that you have set in advance that says, okay, well, I have done this new thing for me, which is right every day. And I have gotten my minimum acceptable number of words for that day. So that day is a win for me, even if I didn't hit this bigger kind of professional speed goal i yeah. still hit well i th- i think the old one was 1667 okay i think i think nowadays nano rimo has put in so many different ways that you can because they've really made it adaptable i mean they've even made people you're able to do fan fiction now cool so yeah they they just they want to encourage writing mm-hmm. which is huge and I think part of that is, okay, set your own goal. I think one of those is the options too. So if you're new at it, take a look at the different goals and figure out what you think is achievable for you. Because this is one of the mom's things is not writing to failure. Right. <laughs> Which is, in fact, I think one of our things here. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll cover that when we get to it then. Right. Hey guys, if you're thinking of joining the Summer of Fiction Writing this summer, starting June 1st, I would like to suggest the clinics. 
and this is a little bit weird, but I, I wanted to say we've got a lot of people that are newer to writing, a lot of people that haven't done a whole bunch of writing and they don't know maybe where to start. Maybe you don't know how to create a character. Maybe you don't know how to create a plot. And she's got lots of different clinics. Uh, these are all the ones that are under $10, so it's super easy to get started. You can go with a create a character clinic. You can go with create a plot. She also has create a world, create a culture, create a language, and how to write page turning scenes. All of these courses are under $10. You can pick one and work your way through it the entire three months, or you can pick one a month and work your way through them. My suggestion, I would go with create a character and then create a plot or vice versa, because they're both very, very descriptive. There's a lot of help in there. And whatever you're choosing to do, whatever it is that you are choosing to use, whatever goals you are wanting to, to achieve, come on in, join the forums, let us know what it is that you're working towards. And we are going to be with you there the entire time. We're all going to be trying to achieve our goals. This is a three month writing event and it's an entire community and we're all going to be there together. So thank you very much for listening. Um, the next thing is it needs to be a reasonable goal. Um, you just said that. No, achievable. Achievable oh, is okay. different than reasonable. Um, reasonable is that you're not trying to make each thing harder than the thing before. Or you're not deciding that you are going to having never written a novel before you are going to write a hundred thousand word novel in five weeks or 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 that if you've never written before anything but maybe an essay or in your journal and then you go try to do the three-day novel yes or that yeah. you're going to write this project and it is going to be publishable and it is going to be a yeah. new york times bestseller and the first place you send it to is going to offer you a million dollars for it okay yeah. you have to have a, a a survival bar where when when you finish the thing that you do you have to understand that the fact that you did it is the thing that counts it is not the things that you have no control over like yeah. new york times bestseller or um million dollar advance or uh, J.K. Rowling reader numbers, or <laughs> those are really cool little things that you can you can always hope to happen for you one day. You could always think, well, wouldn't it be nice? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be cool? But those are not goals, right? Right. the The thing that was a it was a goal for me for a long time, and it really screwed me up for a long time, was I always had this image of myself sitting at a signing table in a bookstore with a line of people that wrapped around a block waiting to come in and get my signature. And this was before I had ever written anything. And this was my someday I'm going to do this. And I had not written any novels yet, but the thing that kept me from writing novels was this fantasy that, hey, no, no problem. When I sit down to do this, I'm going to write a New York Times bestseller, and mm -hmm. uh, it is going to sell the first place I send it, and I'm going to make a fortune on my very first book, and people are going to wait in line for a signature. And the fantasy of this was so magnificent that for a long time I didn't have any reason to write. It was just, hey, you know, one of these days I'm going to wake up and this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, followed by how. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, I think that that kind of pressure also, it, it also puts your muse out of business in a way. Yes. Yes, because the muse has no clear path from, okay, I have never written anything, and you want a New York Times bestseller and a million-dollar advance and um, fantastic cover art by um, your very favorite artist and um, a, a line out the block with your first book. You, um, how am I, what, what idea do you want for this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I got mean, that's so much here. pressure. <laughs> and it's, 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 a, it's a neat thing to think for some people. Like, to me, I don't want, I don't think I would want that much that's just too much for me yeah. in my personal mind. But I know a lot of people would love to have that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's not a goal because a goal is something that you can work towards and you can achieve. Exactly. And, and mistaking wishes for goals will screw you up more than just about anything else you can do to yourself. If you are wishing for something and saying, that's my goal, this thing that I am wishing for... You have no path to make it happen. The only things that are goals are things that you can actually do. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have reasonable goals. They have to, and they have to be real goals. Um, New York Times bestseller is not a real goal, not for anybody on the planet, because it's not something you can make happen. Yeah. Um, you, and your goal then next, the thing that you are doing, that you are setting out with this event to achieve, needs to be clearly defined. Um, if you are wanting to design a project, then before you go into it, you set out each step that you will require in order to be able to, at the end of the event, say, okay, this is finished. For example, um, if you want to design a project, you get say, okay, well, I have to develop at least two characters, a protagonist and an antagonist. I have to come up with my setting, um, my, my, my little tiny bit of world building that will let me write this story. I have to figure out what kind of a conflict I want. Is it gonna be a romantic conflict? Is it gonna be an end of the world conflict? Is it gonna be zombies versus cannibals? Is it gonna be, <laughs> why, yeah, hey, I, 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 I never saw that one coming, it just hit me. Um, <laughs> it just, it just crawled out of the woodwork. Literally, um, <laughs> when the zombies and the cannibals ran out of the woods, it was, yeah. Um, but you have to set specifics. You have to have an idea of what you want the story to be about, or you have to have an idea of what you want the project to be about. And you have to have a starting point and a stopping point. Okay, when I have these two characters completed, when I know they're, they're, you know, the tiny little bits about them that I genuinely need, that part is done. I can move on to the next thing. Um, when I know the name of the town and uh, the name of the river that runs by the town uh, and one cool secret about the town, then my setting is done. When I, and, and again, you set these little things out. Um, for you, what, what do you do? How, when do you decide you have a reasonable goal? For an event writing? Yeah. Um, with the three-day novel, it was different than with NaNo. Um, NaNo, I had 
these uh, vague story ideas, but for me, I wanted to make sure, because you can pre-plan with both of these things. So with Nano, I just wanted to make sure that I had characters and I had my plot cards. So I had my main characters, I had my plot cards, and because um, at the time I was really into using, I, I watched so many movies with Tony, um, I had printed off specific actors that I wanted to use uh, their pictures for my characters. And for one of the novels, it was it was a zombie novel. It was an uh, apocalyptic, but not post-apocalyptic. It was, it was like during the fall. So I had um, probably... Um, seven or eight characters that it would that it would cycle through. Mm-hmm. So I had a picture for each of them because it would also help me keep in mind who was who. Nice. And then I had my location, which was South Florida, and I had the very, very, very basic well, I, I thought it uh, it doesn't matter. It was it was a really, really cool idea and I'm I'm we talked about this. I'm I'm using that one in the future. Yeah. But um I had the basic arc for each character or the basic conflict for each character. Right. Um, I had which ones were going to turn villainous, um, but they were still, they weren't really villain-villain because the zombies and the world itself was turn, was the villain. Right. So they were just antagonists and who would fight. And, and at this time, this was 2006, uh, 2000, yeah, it was 2006 because that's when Tony and I moved in together. It was after three months of dating. <laughs> three, three months of dating and we were already moved in. There you go. It was uh, just my best friend. Um, and it was, it was amazing because I didn't have that much pre-planned because I didn't know what all was going to happen in the actual story. I just knew what I wanted each character to achieve or fail with. Um, I had my very basic ideas of what my characters, of, of who they were. And, and a, I, I also put one tragedy with each person, who they lost, what they lost, um, what they were going to lose, um, or if they were super egotistical, how they were going to fail, that sort of thing. So that was that was when I knew I had the reasonable goal was... I had the very basics of this this apocalyptic world set up. Now, with a three-day novel, you have three days to write a novel. <laughs> and one of those days, you do have to revise. You know, it doesn't have to be a perfect revision. But the thing is that you, it's best if you do some revision. Because, again, you want to put the best work that you possibly can out. Because the idea is the winner gets published really yeah that gets they they publish one book a year um the winner of the three-day novel and that's that's their thing that's it's been their thing for many years apparently (laughs) so um it's a lot of work for three days so for that to be a reasonable goal first off you have to have probably finished a book before oh yeah in any length of time i would think (laughs) oh yeah um, I know that there are some people that have never finished a book that finished a book for the three-day novel, so kudos to them. But for me, I definitely, I had finished books before. Um, but the, 
the thing was I had my story, I had my characters, and I had all of the scenes plotted out. Now I had my four page quote, four page outline thing from the Sidfield work, uh, screenplay, Sidfield screenplay workshop or something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't stick exactly to it. And that's fine. You just have to have a lot of the idea done Mm -hmm. before you head into it because you only have three you know three days yeah well if you if you were even doing uh my my thing with plot cards and the uh protagonist antagonist conflict setting twist sentence no that at the time that wasn't that okay because you hadn't come up with that yet this was Sidfield's thing with with the plot cards where he says just write um an indication of what the scene is about mm-hmm. because he's he says don't overwrite it just like like you said I mean and I think that's where you had come up with the idea only you you definitely boiled it down to make more sense with the packs I had a problem using Sid Field's thing because I would discover that uh, I would hit a scene and have absolutely no idea what I wanted to do with it yeah because it frequently yeah, so. didn't have conflict anywhere in there <laughs> Yeah, see, and sometimes mine mine would just have the conflict, mm-hmm. just have the basic ideas. But the the thing at the time it was it was just from because that's where I had picked it up too mm-hmm. was from Sidfield, right? And uh, with the very first screenplay I wrote, it worked so well that it stuck with me. And this is this the novel I'm writing right now, the Fulton Hills Paranormal Society uh, novel, House on Andrews Ave, um, is the first book that I have written since I was very young, without note cards. Wow. I just, well, because I said I was mm-hmm. going to follow how to write a novel. I was going to follow it and do it exactly. And it's been hard, but, I mean, it's been easy, too, which is <laughs> the weird twist. But, yeah, as far as having reasonable goals and knowing what your reason is, you have to look at the the event that you're looking at. The summer of fiction writing, um... You've got three months. So if you have done a book before with NaNoWriMo, if you've written a book in a month, maybe what you can look at instead is writing a book in a month. Revive, or, or, or maybe you can start from scratch. Start at the very, very beginning of Summer of Fiction, because this is what I was thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. Um and I've only got a few days to get, you know, my head in the game if I really want to do this. Right, because we but, start June 1st. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I've only got a few more days. And by the time this comes out, uh, everybody will only have a few more days. But I'm thinking that um, I'm going to do all of the research and all of the plotting and just some basic stuff in month one while I finish up House on Andrews Ave. Then... Month two, I'm going to write the book to completion. Mm-hmm. Month three, I'm going to revise it, get it to my bug hunters, get it to my content editor, <laughs> get it to to you, get it to um, get the cover done, and possibly get it published. Cool. That is what I'm looking at because I know my personal timeline. Mm-hmm. I know the time that I have available. I know the time that I have managed to finish books before. I know what I can achieve. So this is a reasonable goal for me. 
And it's also something that fits what I'm thinking recently, which is I need more projects because of my depression. Um, it pops up the more I'm not doing things. Right. So, yeah, that's that's my idea for summer fiction writing. Um, but again, it's it's got to be planned out based on what you know you can achieve. Right. Mine um, is I'd like to finish the Ohio novel, just the first draft. But uh, by... Yeah. Yeah, by... But see, now you're writing three days a week with that. Right. So that is a reasonable goal looking at what you what you can achieve right now. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I have some other kind of speculative goals up in the, the post that we've got up there now where we were just kind of brainstorming stuff. Um, but that's the big one is I would like to finish the Ohio novel in that, that three months. Um, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then um, when you have reasonable, reasonable goals and they're clearly defined, which we kind of covered that. So we're not going to you know, go back through clearly defined. Um, and with definite stop points, there has to be a point each day where you look at the goal that you have set and you can say, okay, I'm done for the day. I can walk away from this now and go live my life because just as many words as I can get in a day, uh, is, yeah, yeah is a play to failure game. Yeah. So now we're going to go to step three which is give yourself a specific place to work where you can leave your work set up and waiting. And there, I know that this is impossible for some people. So if it is impossible for you, see if there is a way that you can at least leave all your stuff together in a, like your, your notebook or whatever you're using or your laptop and that you have your, your icons for the specific software that you have to use right on the desktop in a specific point where you can just go click, 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 click and be set up or streamline getting started. Um, know before you walk into the room that you've got your cup of coffee or you've already drunk your cup of coffee so that you don't have to take it into the office with you and spill it on your keyboard and kill your keyboard for three days like <laughs> somebody we know. That would be me. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Um, yes. Uh, or that, that you have all your shit set up. You know? If you can find a way to create a space, I would suggest you try. And it's, it's, it's sometimes, like Mom says, it's, sometimes it's impossible. But I've always, when, when I lived in um, the house with you guys, I turned part of my closet into my writing area at first and then it was my drawing area mm -hmm. and my, my when I got the other computer from you I made it another part but I when Tony and I moved into our first apartment together there was a water heater room and it was very small it was it, it literally like the desk I don't remember how the fuck we got it in there <laughs> because getting it out we had to take it apart did you build it in place no, oh, okay. no, but I, that's what I'm saying is I have no idea how the hell we got it in there. Tony was like, what the fuck? How did we do this? <laughs> but it's just the, 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 there was this big ass water heater. There was not even three feet of room for me to move around in basically with the desk in there. It wasn't even three feet of room. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was just this very small room with a desk 
and I put up a cork board on the, the wall and I, he's like, that's so claustrophobic. But to me, it wasn't because it was my room. Right. It was, it was my writing haven. It was my cave, my little writer cave that I could walk in there. And I put this little, I, I even had this little um, light that I actually still, I still have the little um, lampshade around it, but it was pink and I would turn it on and the pink light was my writing light. Probably not great for your eyes, but at the time it was like, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> right. I was writing with Word and it was a blue screen with white words. So it it's just, if, if you can find a small corner of your house somewhere and just set up just something, you, you can go to uh, yard sales um, and, and see if you can find just a tiny little bedside table thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony and I went to a yard sale because we needed a, a table for me, a coffee table for our den that wasn't some makeshift ghetto thing that I had set up. And um, we bought it for $10 and the guy gave us for free my bedside table. And the bedside table would be literally all that somebody would need for writing because it has a little a little place to put stuff. It has a uh, cabinet area and it's not even a, a square foot. Yeah. That's even it's just... even more minimalist than that. I have mm-hmm. a, a little lap desk that I bought from yeah. uh, Office Depot or something, maybe. It's got a little cushion on the bottom. It's this little kidney-shaped thing. And uh, I have, on occasion, when I have had problems with my big computer, had to use that. So my laptop sat on that with the uh, mouse in place. And it was just in a corner, and I would sit cross-legged on the corner with a lap desk and just work there. And it sat there, and it waited for me, and all my shit was right where I needed it to be. And I left it, you know, plugged into my, my safety strip and my power strip, and it was just the thing that was there, and I would go in and work, and I'd get my shit done. You know, it wasn't the most comfortable thing in the world, but uh, it was better than nothing it was better than, and it was better than having to find a place every day and set up the place and get all your stuff together and make sure you have everything because that's that's mental clutter yeah yeah it's and it it detracts away from that excitement that when you sit down that you start to build on a daily basis daily basis daily basis you this is this is what i'm doing and if you have to set it up every day Make it a routine so that it is part of that excitement. Mm-hmm. It, it is part of a routine that says, I'm going to be getting words. I'm going to be telling my story. I'm going to be into this 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 life, you know, that that is this fiction that I'm writing. And even the setup can become part of that routine. You just have to have that mental shift in your brain as, as instead of saying, well, this is a pain in the ass, just say this this is my routine. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, what's setting me up. Yeah. This is the setup. Exactly. You, know, you got to get excited. Mine right now is walk down the hall to the kitchen. I get, you know, get out of bed. I head my shower. I walk down the hall to the kitchen. I get my cup of coffee. I drink my coffee in the kitchen because I do learn from my mistakes eventually. Um, I walk back. I turn on the computer. I open Scrivener. I set up the word counter and I start writing. I just pick up my document is already open from the pre to the right place because the last thing I do on the day when I, when I write 
the previous day is to set up a sentence for my next chapter or my next scene so that all I have to do is I sit up, I open Scrivener, I read what I wrote for myself the day before. This is what we're going to be working on today. And I start. I set my timer for 10 minutes. And, you know, some people are more comfortable with 20. Some people are not comfortable with the timer at all. Yeah. For me. It's like some people are not comfortable with music. Some people have to have music. It's just right. as long as you have given something a fair shot and really tried it out, that's all that we ask of anybody is because brains are different. Mm-hmm. Muses are different. But you, if somebody suggests something, give it a, sh- give it a fair shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Really give it a try. But that, and that thing, I got over 6,000 words this week in three days with a ton of other stuff I had to do because yeah. that was my process. Words first for me, because that's the way my brain works. Words first. Becky has to go stressy stuff out of the way first. So, yep. yeah. Well, I also want to make sure that I get help tests done. Oh, yeah, which because I appreciate. I, yeah, I have a tendency to forget because if I do all the writing and stuff, I feel like I'm done for the day. I, I got my this done. And I realized, no, I need to get help tests done first. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it, it depends on your brain on and, and it can change. Your, your, your format can change you just have to be adaptable yeah you know just know what's working and realize what isn't working anymore so what's the next okay so that takes us to um step four understand and work to success never write to failure and this is a very simple concept when you achieve your goal for the day stop and that's why you want clearly defined goals that's why you want to make them big enough to make you happy, but small enough to do them every day. Um, And it's why you want to be nice to yourself and, and not keep adding on. Because if you can build a history of success, if you can see that you can really do this just by, um, for a long time on my blog, I had uh, the write a book with me which was people would come in and the the minimum was 350 words a day. And I had a bunch of writers who were coming onto my blog and just posting their words every day that this is, you know, I got my 350 words. And it was people who had never written before and were discovering that by God, you can actually write a whole novel at 350 words a day. And, you know, I was writing considerably more than that, but this was just, well, you know, what, what can you do in 10 to 20 minutes? If you only have 10 minutes or only have 20 minutes a day in which to do this, you can still do something. So yeah. set a goal that allows you to succeed with the time and the situation that you have. I think that that might be a good summer fiction writing goal for somebody too, um, is if you've never done this and you've always wanted to, to try, maybe set up the idea of, okay, I only have 10 minutes a day. I only have 20 minutes a day. Um, I'm going to write 20 minutes a day every single day that I can mm-hmm. and during this summer of fiction and see what my end result is. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. Right. Yeah, and then set your timer for whatever amount of time you've got and just write. And, you know, maybe don't even count words. Maybe just if you get words and it's fiction and it's on your project, that counts. You yeah. win. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I do want to say about writing to failure and that I always 
end up mentioning because it's kind of a clarification. If you set your goal at 350 words and you're constantly getting a thousand words or you're constantly, let's just say every single day you get more than 1200 words, set it to a thousand words as your goal. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if it's been two weeks and you've gotten 1200 words plus every single day, set your new goal at 1000 words because you know what you're capable of. Um, but if you get, you know, 1500 words every single day for, you know, a week and before that it was 12 and after that it's 11, don't, don't set it for 1500. Right. You know, it's, it's set it just below that, that area where you're hitting regularly. Right. Set it I at think. the point where it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, writing is hard enough as it is. <laughs> it, being consistent for fuck's sake, being consistent is hard enough as it is. Yeah. You know? And this is this is something that I grew up watching you and thinking that you don't have any problem with it, but I know for a fact that you're you're just very self disciplined and self discipline takes a lot of work. I know that for some people they don't think it's that they're capable of it, but I think that you can be just Set it so that you know you can achieve this thing if self-discipline and consistency is a problem for you. Because it's a problem for a lot of people and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just something that if you want to be a writer um, and you want to sell your fiction and you want to make this some kind of career, consistency is going to be a necessity. One of the funniest things that I have discovered about new writers is, and it was true of me as a new writer, is that when I thought of writing a book, I thought of writing a book with covers and pages and print typeset and an intro and, you know, <laughs> yes. And that's not a book, okay? When you are writing a book, what you are doing is writing a number of words per day. And you, you cannot write a book. You cannot sit down and write a thing with pages and typesetting and covers and all of that because that is an end process and the at the beginning of the process it's just words and it took me that again was part of that mindset of well when I write my book um, it's going to be all of these things that are not goals but yeah. at the point where you understand that the goal is a number of words on a regular basis and that if you do a number of words on a regular basis you will build a book then all of a sudden all the rest of that crap just goes away and it's very freeing yeah there's there's less pressure when you realize that like you like to say nobody in the history of writing has ever written a book right they've written words and it it takes away the pressure when you're writing and and that's, that's really something that you need because there's already enough pressure. There's already enough difficulty in, in creating these fictional worlds. Right. Don't put more pressure on yourself than is necessary. Yeah. So, so you want to work to success. You want to give yourself something that is a repeatable process for you. Whatever that is, when you are doing an event, make sure that you have a repeatable process that you can come in and do daily for the number of days that you have and that you have a past that lets you know that you can do at least that, which when 
Becky said, don't think about doing three-day novel as your first event. Um, if you have no history of ever finishing anything, that's not the event to start with. Because, yeah, you know, probably, probably not. not. Probably you know, not. I, I know there's always going to be somebody yeah. who started there and mm-hmm. said, holy crap, I did it, therefore I can do all these other things. And that's yep. cool. But for most people, this is going to be an event that causes failure and that leaves you thinking, oh my God, I can't do this. Yeah. And you can do this. You just have to start someplace else. So, yeah. yeah. So that's why a lot of times people who have, who the very first writing they ever try is NaNoWriMo. Um, and they feel crushed because they fail to finish a novel. And that suggests to me that probably that was not the ideal event for them. But you can't feel like a failure for not doing something you've never done before when you're doing it in a high-pressure situation. Yeah. Um, and NaNoWriMo, if you have not written 1,600 and some words before, a day, every day, for a month, is high-pressure. Yeah. So yeah, that's... It, it, there's a lot of it that is motivating. You've got a whole lot of other people. It's exciting. It's something mm-hmm. new. It's something... But at the same time, um, when it comes down to it, it's still just you and the computer or the typewriter or the pen and paper and words. Yeah. So, you know, it. when it comes down to it, it's the same thing as writing on a regular day. You still have to put yourself in that world. You still have to create. And it can be... Um, disappointing to some people who who might have thought maybe NaNoWriMo would be different. Maybe just, maybe that event isn't for everybody. Right. But I know, you know, it just depends. If, if you've done NaNoWriMo in the past and you failed to finish the book, that's okay. You did it. You did NaNoWriMo. You gave it a shot. You tried it. There's nothing saying you can't do it again. There's nothing saying that you can't get better the next time. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to know what is reasonable for, for you. Right. And reasonable does change over time. Yeah. Um, I was doing, for my very first novel, um, I would just go up and write words when the kids were taking a nap. And this was run upstairs, get out the um, electric typewriter. No, it was a manual typewriter. Get out the manual typewriter, put in pages, and just until I heard somebody squeak downstairs, uh, I would just get words. And that was all I could do. But I did eventually finish the novel. Uh, I finished it over a vacation where I took the typewriter with me. And while you guys were taking your naps, I finished uh, Hearts and Stitches uh, over a seven-day period where I finally set a goal for myself of 10 pages per day. And that was 10 pages double-spaced with standard headers and footers and one and a half inch margins. So it came out to around 150 words a page, I think. I thought it was 250 a word. 250 a page. It might have been. It might have been. I don't remember what. It might have been around 200. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember yeah. what the page count for that particular typewriter was anymore. Um, yeah. Or the type, you know, the, the size print or anything. But um, but I did it. I finished it in the seven days that I had by setting out a goal by doing the number of pages that would allow me to finish it. And by setting, by doing that very first goal was when I understood for the very first time how you can actually complete a novel is you set yourself a goal that you can hit. 
and then you work until you hit that goal and then you stop. And that carried me through everything else. <laughs> so what's next? Okay, the last thing is use what helps you and then walk away from anything that hurts you. And this is if everybody you know is recommending using a timer and having a timer <laughs> go off in your head destroys your ability to think about your story, then don't do that. If um, using a, a word processor and typing at first draft completely destroys your contact with your muse and the only way that you can get words you love is by writing with a ballpoint pen on lined legal yellow pads, um, then you do that even though most everybody else is writing into a word processor. You figure out the thing that helps you that allows you to connect with your, your, your left brain and your right brain and to get words on the page. And, and you stick with that process until it stops working for you. And processes do change. Mine changes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I used to use music all the time. And recently, I feel like silence has been working better for me. Um, and then I had one scene where I really wanted to play a song, just one song on a loop, Uh, which is also something that I used to do for particular scenes. And it worked for that scene. And the next scene, it was back to silence. Yeah. Um, I also use the Alexa for uh, rain sounds or ocean sounds. Really? Or jungle sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just, I want, I want that sound. Uh, They have one that's wind chimes. That's very nice. Hmm. So for ambient noise, try the music and audio category of the skills. Hold on. The Alexa. Alexa, stop. Yeah, I turned on my my creeper NSA bug. But um <laughs> yeah, so just just give yourself different things. If if you cannot take my husband cannot stand silence in the house unless it's time to sleep. He cannot. He has to have a TV on in the background. If that's you I would suggest probably not a TV in the background because it might be distracting, but who knows, maybe maybe for you that's what you need. Or maybe you just need to have um, some, some kind of noise. So, you know, if you have a computer, um, YouTube has ambient noise videos that run for hours. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that's something you can try. I, I sometimes have to have brown noise, which is funny because um <laughs> south park says brown noise is the noise that makes you poop or something there's a brown note on, on that you can play on a i was gonna instrument. say that that gives me images of bathrooms yeah no yeah i don't know what it is white noise is not good enough for me it has to be brown noise i don't but there's a bunch of different okay color so noises. please define brown noise it's just a different version it's a different octave i guess of white noise that's it okay because there's white noise brown noise there's other color noises too i i don't know i don't know okay but brown noise is the one that that just kind of helps me but yeah so there's a lot of different ways um that your process can change and try not to force it if something is not working one day right that's and i think i think as kind of the the little keeper on step five do what works and walk away from what hurts you, 
But from time to time, if what works isn't working, try the thing that didn't work before. Um, because the, the thing that you have to remember about life, and it is the thing that is like amplified when you're writing, is shit changes, roll with it. Yes. Yes. A lot of people I have noticed that have tried the 10-minute timer, um, they love to put it on for the first round and then they'll just keep writing. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't tried it yet or if you've tried it and it has worked, but you didn't like keep using it, that's fine. That's great. That, that right there tells you, okay, I can sit down and I can get at least 10 minutes of writing done. It gets you in the mindset. And then once it goes, you can turn it off and just keep writing. That's amazing. That's wonderful. I have to have it. And I, th I, I think the, the thing is if you have, ADD or ADHD or some kind of problem with attention span like our phones and like our computers and all these apps and everything are encouraging us to all be ADD mm -hmm. or ADHD is the correct term now. Um, it is something that is helpful for me. It is something that I like to use. And if it's the sound, change the sound on your on your timer. But give it a shot. And if it works for the first round to get you in the mood and then you don't want to use it anymore, that's great. Right. It worked to get you in the in the right headspace. Right. There is but no yeah, one true way to adaptable. do this. Yeah. There is, there is only your way, whatever works for you, is your way until it doesn't work for you, and then you figure out something else, and that becomes your way. And... And it, it is never carved in stone. It never has to be. You're never doing it wrong. If you're getting it done and if you are able at the end of the day to have accomplished your goal and then walked away so that you can go back and do it again tomorrow, that's, that's your way. And that's yeah. the right way. And that counts. I think a lot of people, if they just look at event writing, a lot of new people especially, as a way to build a consistency, to build a consistent habit, to build a habit of writing, to, to let this be their kind of in to learning their own processes. Mm -hmm. If you look at it as that kind of goal, as just that alone, that can be a major win. That can be huge. That can be life-changing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And an event, if you have, if you have gone through these five steps, and you go into it with a specific plan that is doable and that you can achieve, an event can be a life-changing thing for you. Yeah. Um, you know, don't, don't hurt yourself or destroy your love of writing by trying to do something and, and not being prepared for it. But yeah. yeah. Um, so that kind of takes us to the takeaway. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if we had one for yeah. today. Yeah, we do. Um, an event exists to serve you and your goals and needs only. Okay? The, it doesn't matter what anybody else is trying to achieve from that event. For you, that event exists to serve your needs and your goals. And to part, and so this, this gives you a very clear-cut idea of which events will work for you and which ones won't. So you only participate in events that feed your work and leave you happy and fulfilled. So don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. 
don't start with the hardest thing that, um, you know, unless you have specific time for a specific event and you can set aside that time and you have some plan that has will allow you, if you follow your plan, to achieve it and to get through it as a win, um, you know, maybe build your process a little more so that you're more comfortable with writing before you do some of the harder events. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we are doing with Summer of Fiction Writing is uh, some people are going in just learning how to set goals. That's their goal for the summer is to learn how to set workable goals and then to start using their goals to get regular writing. And that all by itself is a magnificent goal because it will give them something at the end that they did not have at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has to start somewhere. And if, if, if that's where you are is, is just starting. Yes. That's, that's a huge, a huge achievement just to be consistent. So that could be just your goal, you know? Yeah. Um, so is there anything else for part one? No, that is it for part one. Um, let me say that uh, event writing part two is going to be process and event writing part three is going to be follow through what you do after the event is over. Very cool. Okay. So I am really, really excited about these. Uh, we are actually going to release this one this coming Tuesday. So you are listening to us as live as we can get really, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, this will have been recorded two days ago. So, um, because summer fiction writing is starting, uh, June 1st, we are releasing these next three in order first, and then we'll have our other podcast that we recorded several weeks ago coming out. So I'll probably have to put a note on it. Like this is very late. The stuff that we are talking about having done is <laughs> almost a month ago by this point. Um, but yeah, we just, we're very excited. We know everybody's looking forward to things like NaNoWriMo, three-day novel. Well, I don't know how many people are looking forward to three-day novel. It, it, <laughs> a lot of people don't. They, they think you're crazy. But a lot of people are looking forward to summer of fiction writing well, as well mm -hmm. because we've got a lot of responses. And I think that's amazing. And again, if you have not um, taken a look at it, summerfiction.com, it's got all of the basics on there. We've got the link to the forums. If you haven't created an account at Holly's Writing classes.com go do it it's free you get a free three-week how to write flash fiction that doesn't suck course it teaches you more than just writing flash fiction it's it's a really great course and if you follow it by the end of it you can have something that you know you have 10 or 11 stories that are sellable yes well with so, revision maybe sellable yeah 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 with revision <laughs> you know you want to take a have other people take a look at it maybe work on it a little bit but um the idea is to give you something for free that you can then turn into a sellable product right? and show you that, you know, this, you can get started putting stuff out there to make money for free. Right. Um, so that is our episode. Again, we've got another two coming out. We would love to have you if you want to get in on the conversation. Again, it's hollyswritingclasses.com jump into the podcast forum. You're going to be looking for this week's topic. Again, it's event writing part one in preparation and join the community. Come in, talk about it, you know, talk about if you have any questions about preparation, you know, put them in there. If you have your own ideas, put them in there. And then also look for the summer of fiction writing 
thread to join and say, okay, well, I'm thinking about doing this this summer because we would love to see you there. Everybody is very supportive. Everybody helps out everybody else and cheers everybody else on. And it's it's just, if, if you are looking for a community that understands writers, this is, this is the one. You know, there's, there's, we don't allow flaming, we don't allow talk of religion and politics, and we don't allow jackasses. That's about <laughs> it. I mean, that we've got a ton of diverse people from all over the world in there. Yeah. It's just a wonderful place. Yeah, it is a worldwide community. It truly is. And yeah. it, it, I, I love our guys. I do. We have the best people on the internet. <laughs> So if you want to support the podcast, um, you can. we have two different ways. You can go to coffee.com, that is ko-fi.com slash alone. And it's, you know, you can just for as little as $3, you know, one time, or you can sign up for a monthly support. We really, really appreciate it. Every dollar counts. That's what I'm telling people is like every single dollar makes a big difference because like I said in the last uh, episode that won't be pu- published for another three weeks, I guess now, um, we ha- I have a, a program called a Kismet that helps with the spam, and that is $5 a month. You know, it's there's all these little things that we have that just a couple of bucks covers. And I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. Everybody who has submitted something as little as three or five dollars up to you know 15 every now and then or whatever it is that you're putting through you know thank you for my headphones thank you for supporting us thank you for helping me keep this podcast going uh it means the world if you don't trust coffee if you just want to send something through paypal you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com on the top right hand corner there is a drop down menu and there's five ten and fifteen dollars that you can support if you would like again supporting doesn't have to be dollars. We understand that sometimes people don't have the money to to put into something, even though you love the podcast and you would love to support it. You don't have the budget. Just share the podcast. Share, you know, tweet about it or, you know, share us on Instagram. Share us on Facebook. Come into the community and talk to us. Be a part of the community. Even that telling us, you know, we we helped you with something. That's supporting the podcast. Asking a question is supporting. Yes. Yeah. Because we have turned questions into episodes. Yeah, several times. Several times. You matter. You matter. Your opinions matter. Your questions matter. We want to help. The podcast, I've said many times, will always be free. If you can support us, that is amazing. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. If you can't support us, believe me, I understand. I couldn't support me right now. <laughs> I couldn't support the podcast right now. I was supporting Holly earlier with her with uh, the previous accounts that we had um, for the supports. But then we took a hit and we've got all of these different bills now. And I, I can't support us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So... I get it. Holly has been to the point where she had absolutely no money and she gets it. So if you want to support Holly, there are three ways you can go out. You can buy her fiction. Again, if you're listening to her teach, you might as well read and make sure that, you know, her money's where her mouth is or whatever the term would would, her, would be. It's it's that she knows what she's talking about. So check out her. It's, it's Holly, L-A-S-L-E. 
and she's got a ton of fiction. We have new covers up for Hunting to Gorgon's Blood and War Paint, if you wanted to check out the Cadence Drake novels. War Paint will be up in a few days. Like I said, I am still oh, okay. trying to get that. Yeah, struggling damn, with the size. Yes, the, the paperback thing, so... Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so check out her fiction. You can, again, join the community. You can take a look at her fiction courses. She has some for less than $10 and then going up from there. The big courses, like How to Think Sideways, How to Revise Your Novel. Again, that is always my favorite. Sorry if you're tired of hearing about it, but <laughs> I will take, I will I will be praising that course until I die. Um there are books on writer's discipline, which might, might be a great one for event writing if you're somebody who's looking at event writing. Um, and then if you want to support her coffee account, it is ko-fi.com slash Holly Lyle. Again, it's one word and it's L-I-S-L-E. And uh, if you have ever donated to her coffee account, you are entered automatically in the giveaway that she has. She is giving away at the moment... Uh, copies of Create a Character Clinic, printed and signed, and she has five of those. She has a myriad of other ideas from uh, the different coffee supporters and different people like, hey, this is what I would love. So there is a ton of stuff in the future that is coming that is different. It's not always going to be a book giveaway. She also will be doing occasional live chats. So if you are a monthly supporter of the her coffee account, uh, it is not for one-time donations. It is a monthly supporter thing, and it can be for as little as the three dollars every month. You can get in on a live chat, and you don't. You have to have Zoom, so you have to go look up Zoom and download it. If you have a decent internet connection, then you can use it. Zoom does work on phones. I wanted to let people know Zoom does work on phones. I have used it on my phone, so if you were not aware, there is a Zoom app. It works on the phone, and it is free. Uh, you do not have to have your camera on. You don't even have to talk. You can just be a part of it. There is a chat area where you can just, you know, type in your questions and just hang out with Holly and the other writers and see what they're talking about. In the future, um, a little bit afterwards, she will be posting these videos to her YouTube so you will eventually get to see the chats and see what they talk about and see if any of that helps you. Uh, one other thing I'd like to say is that for the live chats, I have both readers and writers who are supporting me on coffee. So the that live cool. chats are going to have both readers and writers attending. Uh, so there will be probably some questions on, well, what am I writing next? And, uh, well, do you have a snippet of something that you want to share? And <laughs> things like that. So this, this is a little different from uh, the other th funding thing that I had in that this is actually for readers and writers. And some of the prizes that I will be giving away will be signed novels and things like that. That is really, really cool. Yeah. That is really awesome. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that some of my readers were coming in and signing up too. So, <laughs> Well, it makes sense because they want to support your fiction writing. Yeah. So that, I think that's amazing. And that's what mine is for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I believe that that is it. You can follow us on the socials. You can follow us at, at AIA 
rwip on instagram and twitter we are getting i am getting a little bit more lively on both i'm trying people so i appreciate you know your support and uh most active is of course the community but if you want to follow us on facebook i do post some funny writing memes i try to to keep you updated on what the next uh topic is going to be try to try to keep you a little bit activated there and if you are asking questions there i will get do my best to to get back to you and answer them it's it's an easy contact point if you are not in the community so that is alone in a room with invisible people on facebook so that is it for me today i'm just going to say thank you guys so much for your support in any fashion that you are giving it to us um reviews mean a lot too if you haven't left us a review go leave us a review on whatever app you're listening to those mean the absolute world to me. I love seeing them. I really appreciate it. And I just want to say I am excited about Summer of Fiction writing. Uh, again, summerofiction.com if you haven't checked it out. I am so excited. I can't wait to see what I create with this three-month goal of mine. And I want to see you guys there with us. And for me, I am also participating in the Summer of Fiction writing and you will be able to hang out with me on the boards. I will try to get in there uh, at least a couple of times a week just to kind of um, show what I'm doing and, and uh, you know, keep up to date with, with all of the stuff that's going on. And uh, I am excited about this. I am truly excited about this. We have so many people already who are on the forum and on the Summer of Fiction Writing Board and they are they're getting ready man and this is the and, and i'm just excited this is so cool so i hope i'll see you there